All right, now, AB3 here with a quick word before we get today's show started from the folks at Onyx Hunt. Black Friday is coming up, and from now till November 30th, new customers will receive 30% off premium or elite memberships on the Onyx website when they use the code THANKS30. Use the code THANKS30 to get 30% off the premium or elite memberships from the folks at Onyx Hunt. This sale goes to November 30th. You have to go to their website, onyxmaps.com, to get this discount, premium or elite memberships, 30% off. Use the code THANKS30. For those of us who've already got the app and we're already up on it, new features are coming. New wind and weather. You'll be able to see an hour-by-hour forecast for wind speed and direction for up to the next eight days at any spot on your map. This will be an ultimate tool, great tool used in helping plan your hunt. Also, your weather updates are going to come, and you'll be able to get those. They'll be refreshed every 15 minutes. Stay on top of the weather. Stay ahead. Be able to make great plans for your hunt. Being able to identify weather patterns, weather factors and trends, precipitation, the all-important barometric pressure. These things will now be available within the app within the new wind and weather update. Trim tracks. I'm excited about trim tracks because sometimes, like a goof, I forget to turn the tracker off. So I got my tracker going all the way back to the house from my stand. I don't need all that. I know how to get to my property. I just got to turn the trim track off and be able to get to my stand. Well, now with the trim tracks, you will be able to edit all the minutiae off. Edit that drive off to your house and be able to pick it up right where you need to start in order to get to your stand with your entrance and exit routes, make things a lot easier. If you need to get to that sweet honey hole where you're taking those ducks, those uh, ducks down, the trim tracks feature is going to be awesome. You'll be able to have an elevation profile for tracks and lines. That's an update that's coming soon. And you'll be able to create markups in 3D mode Coming soon for the iOS and web only. So basically for your iPhone folks. And then online you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to create markups in 3D mode. Great stuff coming from the folks at Onyx Hunt. Make sure you go to their website to check it out. OnyxMaps.com And now we begin our show. Stone Mountain, Georgia. This is the Bryant Land Show, hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. Welcome, everybody. An exciting week. One of my favorite weeks of the year. Thanksgiving. Always looking forward to Thanksgiving. Hope everyone is getting ready. I'm excited. I know a lot of people are hyped about Christmas. They all they start Christmas damn near before the end of Halloween. But for me, Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday, and this week, Thanksgiving is coming up. Got the Ravens and Steelers playing football on the Thursday. Going to celebrate Thanksgiving with some of the family, keeping it low-key. But looking forward to to this great Thanksgiving week that we have here. Going to get a turkey on the Traeger Grill. Excited about that. I know a lot of you are going to be roasting, deep frying, cooking turkeys. Some of the turkeys that you killed yourself are still one of my goals is to kill a turkey and be able to have it for the Thanksgiving feast. Hopefully, uh, this spring coming up, I'll be able to get started on that goal. But anyway, great time of the year, November, Thanksgiving. I'm happy for it. Real quick, before I introduce today's guests, one thing also about this week, Black Friday. Black Friday sales, 
abound. Of course, here at Bryantland and the Bryantland Show, we have a Black Friday sale, 20% off everything in the store. Make sure you go to BryantlandCountry.com. Use the code BRYANTLAND, pretty simple, straightforward, and get 20% off everything in the store, BryantlandCountry.com. Make sure you go check it out. Get your gifts for your favorite hunters and huntresses from the store, BryantlandCountry.com is our website. Now, today, very excited about my guest, fella that I've been wanting to talk to here for a while, Blake Moulton. Blake, down in College Station, Texas, duck hunter, deer hunter, hog hunter, fellow Onyx guy, Blake, getting it done on the ducks, just loves doing the waterfowl. He's a huge waterfowler. I know he had a big trip planned to kick off this week, so I got a chance to talk to Blake last week. We had a great conversation, so now, as per usual, what I want to do is get out of the way, fall back, let you guys listen to my conversation with Blake Moulton here on the Bryantland Show. Bryantland. I have the chance to talk to a fella that is kind of a all-around hunter. If you look at his page, he's got deer, he's got hogs, he's got tons of waterfowl. So I had to reach out and bring this fella on to the show, Blake Mouton. Did I say your name? Did I say your last name right, Moulton? <laughs> it's Moulton. Moulton. I knew I was going to mess yes, that sir. up. That, it, <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Blake Moulton, welcome to the Bryantland Show. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Man, I cannot complain. I went this afternoon, got in my climber, got up in the tree. Uh, we got some uh, cool weather coming through here in Georgia. Um, didn't really see anything today. Just actually a little frustrating. I mean, it was beautiful being out in the woods, of course, and definitely hitting like the fall, like with the leaves and stuff. But man, I had squirrels on top of squirrels on top of squirrels. And with all the, (laughs) with all the leaves on the ground, it, it was just horrible. Like every time you hear a sound, it was like, okay. And then you just kind of like glance and you do squirrels. And then after a while, <laughs> probably about like 30 minutes into it, you know, every time you hear something, you you get numb because you just like, oh, oh yeah, that, those are squirrels. So, like, it, <laughs> of course, you're hoping that it's a deer, even if it catches you off guard. But still, it's just like, OK, oh, those are squirrels. All right. All the squirrels are running, you know, like. Yeah, that's why I keep my brother close by, man. He loves the small game animals. <laughs> <laughs> and every year I say that I'm going to do more small game hunting because, like, squirrel hunting here in Georgia opens, like, early August. So it's still hot and sweaty, like, right before deer season. I keep saying I'm going to go out, but – the couple times I have gone out, you don't see them as much. It's almost like they know when deer season starts, and that's yes. when they start running around <laughs> in the trees and getting shuffling all in the leaves and shaking the branches <laughs> and barking and carrying on. Yeah. Man, yeah. Squirrels, man. This is the friggin' squirrels. <laughs> but you are on a road trip, and I – can definitely respect first of all i know you out there you being safe and stuff but i can respect the man that's gonna get on the road and get after his passion in the outdoors man where you where, where you headed so currently i'm up around the dallas area in uh texas right now we have a waterfowl hunt so we did a, a hog hunt tonight and 
for the first time, no hogs uh, came to the feeder, what? but a massive, a massive eight point buck walked out. And my buddy was like, man, no, you can't shoot him. And I was like, man, oh. hey, I'm going to respect that. <laughs> so uh, oh. <laughs> it, uh, it was a little heartbreaking. Then he showed out and walked within 10 yards of the stand and everything. And oh. we had to let him walk. Are you bow hunting or are you rifle? Uh, so rifle. Okay. Yes, sir, rifle. Man. But, uh, so no yeah, bacon. We're out here. No bacon and you <laughs> had to let the back strap walk. Yes, sir. Unfortunately. Hey, but you like you say, house rules, man. You got to respect it. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah, uh, we're just out here getting ready for a waterfowl hunt in the morning. Uh, so then after that, uh, we're going to hunt in the morning and shoot straight out to Arkansas for the opener on Saturday. Oh, man. Now, I've heard because I've never been personally. Like, I've been to Arkansas. Usually when I go to Arkansas, it's at the end of the year maybe like a couple of weeks before the close of the season, the birds have seen everything and heard all the calls, seen all the decoy spread. So you really got to work. It's really a challenge to get them to work and to cooperate and get some shots on birds. At least it is for me and for the people that I've been with. I'm not a you know skilled waterfowl hunter by any stretch of the imagination, but I like doing it. <laughs> Oh, yes, sir. What yes, sir. is Arkansas? For people that don't know, so let me set it up real quick and then I'm going to ask this question. For people that don't know, Arkansas is like the mecca of duck hunting. Except don't tell that people to tell that to the people in, in Louisiana and Western Tennessee <laughs> by Memphis. Don't tell them that. But for all accounts, Arkansas is the mecca of duck hunting. So it's like a bucket list kind of thing. You want to go to Arkansas. You want to get into flooded timber, which I have not been. Uh, in, actually, yeah, I did. I did go last year. I did get into flooded timber. That is an experience in itself. So it's kind of a bucket list thing. For you to be there on opening day, just kind of describe what that is like and what, what that's going to be like. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a dream come true. So this is actually going to be my first – time hunting in arkansas uh just just the uh probably about two or three weeks ago we went out there to set up a, a blind on some private property out there and just being able to go from watching tv seeing max prairie wings on tv seeing all the rice fields <laughs> and loaded with birds uh man i, I was just shell shocked pretty much i i, I couldn't really I, I I never thought I would see it in person. Like some people's dream is to see like the Grand Canyon minus to see Stuttgart, Arkansas. Yeah. And <laughs> fin finally getting to be there, it was it was surreal. It really was. Yeah, Stu Stuttgart is a again part of that mecca. And you know, you go to Max Prairie Wing, which is like the I think it's the world's largest waterfowl store. I mean, they sell like you know, other hunting stuff and, you know, outdoor kind of type stuff. But they are known for their waterfowl uh, gear and just clothes and, you know, ammunition, guns or whatever. Uh, the uh, R&T store, uh, Rich and Tone Calls, the Duck Call Makers, they're right next door. And it's funny because the, fir <laughs> the first time I went uh, to, to Stugart, or Stuttgart, and there was a sign coming into Stuttgart, and it was for jewelry, for a jeweler. And the <laughs> sign was like, buy, you know, whatever engagement ring, red, wedding ring, whatever, and get a free Benelli shotgun. And I still have, <laughs> I still have that picture. It's like you come in when you come into Main Highway. The Ford dealership is on the left. That big red yep. sign yep. Uh, for the jeweler, and then Max P Dub, and just seeing all the birds resting in the different fields, especially if the fields are flooded and they're sitting on top of the water, and you see flocks and flocks of birds just flying through the sky and stuff man it is a scene to behold man oh yes most definitely so when uh 
like I've heard all the stories, but whenever we actually got there and we went to like a little corner store out there and I seen they, they had like normally the schedules of the football team there. Yeah. And I seen the, the mascot for them is the rice birds. And I'm like, man, these, these people are really serious about their duck hunting out here. <laughs> and in the, the, um, the world championship is usually around Thanksgiving. Normally would be around Thanksgiving time, uh, in Stuttgart as well. Um, I yes, don't know sir. if they don't, I don't know if they're doing it this year, obviously with all the, the COVID hell and stuff that we got, but normally, you know, that's around like I think Thanksgiving weekend or something like that, uh, right there in, in that town too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're in Arkansas. Well, you're getting ready to head to Arkansas. You getting, getting ready to hunt in the Dallas area in the morning. But before you got to all that, somebody, had to introduce you to all of this, correct? Yes, sir, most definitely. And who was the part, like, did you just have, like, a keen interest or, like, an interest on your own? Was it one person in particular that introduced you and you kind of, like, didn't have a choice? Like, how how did it shake out for, for young Blake uh, to be the outdoorsman that he is right now so pretty much um my whole family is hunters Uh, every single one of us we all love to hunt we all have different fields but my grandfather he was the main one who got my dad in the duck hunting and then my dad got me in the duck hunting and then my little brother but uh my grandfather, he used to guide for the Jackson Ranch, who was one time in Ebony Magazine for the wealthiest black family in uh, the state of Texas. Wow. And so he he ran a guide, uh, did guide services out there for them. And he a- actually shared a story with me here recently that he bought his first vehicle from selling rabbits. He used to walk around, go uh, hunting rabbits and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he would sell the meat and the hides for uh, and pretty much just saved up his money and bought a car. Wow. And he's been hunting. We're, we're trying to persuade him to go right now. He's 75 and we're trying to get him to go back out there again because we could tell he still loves it. But he's like, man, I'm, I, I can't get out there like I used to and walk the marsh like I used to and everything. But. So it just pretty much trickled down from that. My dad, he even, he took me on my first duck hunt at five years old. And (laughs) (laughs) he took me on my first deer hunt around three years old. He would carry me out there. uh, Then duck hunting would roll around. He'll carry me out to the marsh because I could not walk the marsh at that time. Sure. But he would, he would always carry me. So I shot my first duck at five years old with the, he let me shoot the 12 gauge. And <laughs> did that did it put you in the marsh as first? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So I was sitting on the five gallon bucket, shot my first uh first duck, which was a gadwall, and I couldn't even see if I shot it or not. I was looking at the sky. The twelve gauge put me right on my back. <laughs> well you do you now here's the kicker. Do you remember what uh load you were shooting? Was you shooting threes, two and a half, <laughs> or two and a quarter? Were you shooting three and a half? Do you remember? So that? I was shooting I was shooting two shot. I know we stay we stick strictly with two shot. Okay. The two the number <laughs> the number two size pellet, but do you remember the length of the like was it a two and three quarter load? Was it a three yeah. inch or a three and a half or it was two and three quarter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, cause <laughs> I gave <laughs> I probably wouldn't win Father of the Year for this one, but I gave my son the first time we were skeet shooting and uh practicing and stuff, I let him shoot a three inch and he was just kinda <laughs> like ah. And I was, I, after that, I let him shoot a three and a half, which he was convinced that his shoulder was dislocated. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not. Like, just stop it. And then from then on, I let, you know, when I take him and my daughter out and we uh, skeet shoot or whatever, of course, I give him the two and three quarters now. But I gave him it, you know, I gave him the three. <laughs> 
And it was just like, it won't be that bad. And then I was like, well, why don't you try the three and a half? And he was like, okay. And then three and a half. <laughs> it didn't knock him down. But it, but as you know, a three and a half, you know, it, it gives you a wallop. Oh, it, yeah. It got a lot of kick to it. <laughs> yeah. So you're, so you're out there, five years old, with your dad. And, you know, you shoot your first duck. So, like, were – like, do you have memories – of hunting like with your dad and your grandfather and your brother like all four of y'all like out just hunting whatever whether it's waterfowl rabbits or whatever yes sir so one in particular we were hunting and uh it was it was real foggy and my grandfather he was out there he was trying to walk the marsh like us in this real foggy area and he was walking across the marsh and he ended up falling and so, like, we picked him up, helped him get to the get to the blind. But everything was worth it. Whenever we got to the blind, we hit a four man limit. And by the time we got back to the truck, got home, cleaned the birds, he was like, "You know what? I think I lost my wallet." And we we're like, oh, "Oh no!" <laughs> so he ended up losing his wallet out in the marsh. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. He he never found it. Never found. <laughs> So had to replace everything I did the whole nine. And he actually had his social security card in there also. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, that is crazy. There have been times that I, I drop stuff in the woods or what I never fortunately so far I've never dropped my wallet because that would freak me out. Just Oh yeah. Oh man. But, dude, three generations in your family, and right? Because you, you and your brother don't have kids, right? So it's the so it's, uh, no, sir. Okay, so it's the three generations. Man, how awesome is that? Like, do y'all sit back and just kind of like marvel at that, or you know, just give thanks and blessings, man? Because that that is phenomenal. Yes, sir. So what we're trying to do right now is pretty much put a scrapbook together. I got my um, first duck stamp whenever I went first, uh, when I on my first duck hunting season. And my brother got his, my dad has his, and my uh, grandpa has his also. So we're going to put like all of that in a scrapbook. And he has pictures from like the 60s and 70s and stuff where he was taking my uncle and my dad. Then he was taking me and my brother and so we're trying to put a pretty big scrapbook together of all those memories and stuff wow like do you being able to just sit around and have so much knowledge and so much hunting you know knowledge and woodsmanship and outdoorsmen right there you know like for you and your brother just right there at your fingertips like what was the one thing or what is the one thing i should say that you learned from your dad and then what you learned from your granddad that you carry with you like is there is there one lesson or one like advice like as far as like hunting whether it's you know hunting deer hunting birds hogs whatever like is there this one thing that sticks out from like your dad and then the same thing uh one thing that sticks out from your from your grandpa uh never tell anybody where you hunt (laughs) (laughs) that's is the truth, dude. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. So, I, you know, people that listen to my show, they know. Like, I started late uh, as far as, like, hunting and stuff. Like, I grew up in the country in South Carolina. So, but I just wasn't into it, into hunting or whatever until, like, I became, like, an adult. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, with my neighbors and, like, with people, they'll come by, like, in the area where I hunt at, and they're like, you see anything? Or, like, <laughs> is anything moving? Or, like, my na- my neighbor's notorious for, like, I haven't seen any deer. Have you seen anything? Man, I ain't seen nothing. 
they uh, I think <laughs> I think the deer in another county. Like I always think, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and it's just so funny to hear you say that because at first, you know, I was like like I would think about it and I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm not being a good sportsman and you know, you're supposed <laughs> to like talk it through and stuff, but man, like the more people I talk to and with the premium on hunting areas, whether it be public or private, man, it's like you gotta you gotta protect your spots. Yes, sir, most definitely. You can't can't let nobody get that edge on you. <laughs> you know, like it, man. So now who did that did that come from your dad or that come from your granddad or that was kinda like a reinforcement from both? <laughs> a reinforcement from both. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Because oh, <laughs> uh, I told, I, I, I finally told my grandpa about like, you know, hey, I'm trying to go pretty much mainstream with the outdoor industry and pretty much all the knowledge that y'all have given me. Mm. And I want to show everybody what I know and posting the pictures and stuff. And I felt like he was really upset with me whenever I told him that. <laughs> and he was like, one, one big thing is you never tell nobody where you hunt and stuff like that. And I but I, I feel like he's coming around to it now. Now that he see how successful we are right now yep. and that we're starting to get more attention and, and, and more light from it, he, I think he's coming around to the idea. Man, but you tell, tell uh, is, it, is it Mr. Moulton? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell Mr. Moulton, Grandpa Moulton, that, look, his – you got it under control. Like you, you can <laughs> you can post and you can show off your stuff. You can even do the geo tag, but like my geo tags be vague as hell. Like I'll put like <laughs> you know like whatever county. Uh, like some of my posts, I post like East Atlanta, uh, like, <laughs> 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 like like North. Like there's a neighborhood in uh, South Carolina, like North Florence. Like they just be vague as a mug. Like you know, same with me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to, you know, you do the geotagging for for social media, so you get more eyes on your posts and stuff. But yeah, they they be vague as a mug, man. So. T- <laughs> You know, tell tell grand tell grandpa we you, you got it under control. You ain't gonna give up the give up the secrets because I can imagine with all of that knowledge, especially between your dad and your grandpa. Man, I know y'all got some holes in Texas, boy. I know y'all got oh, some, yes, some, sir. some honey holes, boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Most definitely uh, along the coast. That's where most of us like where we grew up hunting at around that area mm-hmm. and. We got some. We got some pretty deadly holes out there. Man, I can only begin. I can only begin to imagine. Cause you, you're in College Station, right? Yes, sir. So I'm currently living in College Station. Uh, I'm going to Sam Houston State University. Uh, I graduated this May with a bachelor's degree in human resource management and a minor in business management. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Congratulations. Thank just, you, thank I, you. I just knew when you said College Station that you was uh, gonna say A and M. So that that is, <laughs> as, as a as a graduate from the University of South Carolina, it's good to know that you are not a Aggie. You know, very, <laughs> Sam Houston State, very respectable institution. So that 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 that's what's up. So now you mentioned that you know, as far as like the light that you, you know, trying to shine on the knowledge and stuff that was passed down from your grandfather, passed down from your dad uh, in the outdoors. What are you, like, what is your goals, like, in the outdoor industry? Like, are you establishing a brand? Are you going to put your business management degree to use and, and work on, on, like, a brand or YouTube? Or, like, what what kind of goals do you have as far as that? Yes, sir. So pretty much uh, that that was the main reason I got into business management was because of duck hunting. Okay. And I really think that I could make a successful brand, uh, build a brand, establish it, uh, put out YouTube videos and just dropping knowledge for people to understand and inspire more people to get into the outdoors. Because I, I just did an article the other day with the Outdoor Life magazine. And they shared some information with me saying that the 
population of hunters are on a decline right now. Yes. And that it's a, it's, it's a dying art. So one thing I really want to do is help the youth get into the outdoor life and, and experience that pretty much how I did. And once you get to experience that, it, you, you don't have time to get in trouble. You don't have time to run the streets or anything like that. You're more focused on, man, what am I going to be hunting for this weekend? Right. Right. Dang. So I'm, that's pretty much my overall view of like what I want to do. I want to establish a, a, a brand to help a lot of the youth get into the outdoor industry. Now, are you thinking of going down the road of like calls and and stuff like that and call making and, and whatnot as well? Yes, sir. So uh, my brother, uh, I stay I'm, I'm originally from Double Bayou, Texas, which is a small community. Mm hmm. And uh, probably about 15 minutes down the road, uh, it's called Marsh Fest, where it's a pre-qualifying round to go to Stegard, Arkansas for the World's Competition. And my brother is probably one of the best goose callers that I've ever heard. What? And so, yes, sir, he's, he's really good. At, I mean, he's blown me and my dad out of the water with goose calling. Wow, <laughs> and okay. So I want to build a call that's pretty much how he would like it. Let him compete at the world competition with that call and hopefully go from there to, to, to creating calls also. Man, that is awesome. And what's your, uh, what's your brother's name? Does he have a uh, Instagram and everything as well? Yeah, sir. His name is uh, Christopher Moulton, but he likes to, man, he, I, I've been trying to get him to post pictures and, and do the same thing I'm doing, but he, he said he likes to go under the radar. He, he's more just a killer out of the group. He ain't the pretty boy. That's what he's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told me. <laughs> well, shout, shout out to brother Christopher, man. That's dope, man. That, that yeah, is sir. awesome. I don't, you know, the last few years, especially when I lived uh, in the Midwest, I lived in Milwaukee, I would go uh, goose hunting with a buddy of mine down uh, in northern Illinois. And I think I got spoiled because, like, he was uh, really good as well. I can't call a goose from a freaking <laughs> duck or whatever. Like, it sounds... Like my goose call probably sounds like a, a goose in distress or something, <laughs> but he he was really he's really good, and um, I think of all the times that I went with him, I think maybe only one time where we didn't get any like we didn't uh, kill any geese or whatever. But it's like other than that, every time we went, we were killing geese, man, and he he was really good. But I got really into it and i think i almost like the goose hunting better than the ducks and i think it's probably because those birds are so much bigger they're definitely easier to hit than some of those ducks when they come swooping in it's like once those geese they pull up and they put that landing gear and they kind of coasted that's a pretty big target to, to get pellets on but oh uh, yeah <laughs> but i i really enjoy the goose hunting i enjoy you know goose meat so um, but I need to try to get into doing more, more duck hunting. But, you know, since I've really kind of, uh, went both feet all in and probably pretty much waist deep deer hunting, it's kind of, by the time I finish deer season, it's just like, I just want to kill a couple of geese so I can have something for the freezer. Definitely not the die hard like you are. Uh, when, it, <laughs> yes, when it comes to the waterfowl, let me let me ask you this because this is a question I've asked a couple of guys, and I'm always interested in the answer because you you do you know you're such a a diverse outdoorsman. Like I said, you do deer, hogs, waterfowl. Obviously, it's fair to say that waterfowl is your passion that's where your heart lies is that a fair statement yes sir yes sir okay so then question do you feel like most hunters you're either 
a waterfowler or deer hunter, especially like coming from the areas where we're from, like in the southeast, uh, you know, you being, you know, southeast, uh, southwest out there in Texas. Like, I feel like you are really you can only really be hardcore in one or the other. What say you? Oh, it it's kind of hard to say because I I mean my brother he's he's just as passionate about waterfowl as I am, but he's getting ready to start up a kennel for rabbits. <laughs> uh, he's he's getting ready to start up his kennel. He's getting beagles coming in pretty soon, mm-hmm. and I mean he his his passion is like just a small game. Okay. And I know a lot of people around my area, they love to coon hunt. They love to rabbit hunt. But I feel like it is mainly chosen between those two. You're either going to be a waterfowler or you're going to be a deer hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Now there, there is definitely, and I don't want to, I don't want to slight the small game guys, the guys that run dogs and stuff. Cause there's definitely a huge number of folks that do that and and do it well but it just seems like when I talk to a lot of the guys and gals for that matter that you know if you're a waterfowl like case in point the guy that I would go goose hunting with in uh in, in Illinois he doesn't deer hunt at all it's like you know he'll run his charter and fish in the winter or fish in the summertime, spring, summer. And then after that, it's all about goose hunting. Like he doesn't oh, deer wow. hunt or anything like that. So, and there's a couple of other folks that I know that are like that. Like I know, especially when I, like I said, living in that Midwest and you know, the Midwest, obviously you know what they are known for with their deer and stuff, but it's almost like the guys that waterfowl up there, they're like, you know, screw deer hunting. Like this is, you know, waterfowl. You know how people say ball is life, waterfowl is life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, there, there is, there, there is no other. And even some of the guys here in Georgia, it's like they might deer hunt just a little bit to pass the time. But like once, once the season opens, uh, you know, was it thirty minutes before? First light, whatever first light is on Saturday here in Georgia, just like in Arkansas, uh, you know, that's when they they drop decoys and drop those mud motors and and get after it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's um, I mean, we were always just pretty much taught just to be respectful about all nature and and just pretty much uh, hone our skills on all different type of game that we we're going to be hunting so like morning time um i would go so opening morning for uh texas in the south zone i went duck hunting that morning that afternoon i went right back uh to the field and shot a doe that that afternoon oh there you go <laughs> yes sir okay a little twofer nothing wrong with a little twofer <laughs> especially yes, when sir. you can when you when you can get it nothing wrong with a little twofer Okay. Okay. Man, that that's that's awesome. That's phenomenal. So when you let's talk about deer a little bit cuz you know like I said, I, I'm I'm into the deer. I, I I don't proclaim to be any kind of guru or anything like that. I'm still learning, trying to, you know, become a a better deer hunter. Like, you know, I want to get to the point where I'm one of those guys that kill you know, bucks consistently year after year. Right now, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of you know I I can get I can get some does I can get a, you know get does on a pretty good pattern or catch them at a feeder or whatever and, and make you know good clean shots because I bow hunt. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. You know, from our season opens middle September or second week in September, closes like the third week in January. And I will have a bow in my hand every time that I go out. I don't rifle hunt or anything like that when it comes to these deer. What about you? Do you are you a rifle hunter strictly? Do you bow a little bit or what? What's your preferred method? 
So preferred method for me is is rifle, but this year we're looking at getting into bow hunting. I heard it's a whole different experience oh. than than rifle hunting. Uh, my brother he he got us a bow the other uh, probably about three years ago to where we're bow fishing. Okay. And so we've been bow fishing for alligator gar uh, in the Trinity and stuff, and it's it, it's it's real fun. I keep saying every summer I'm going to try bow fishing, and I don't. <laughs> like, so I'm going to try it again. I'm going to say it again. This summer I'm going to try to get out and go bow fishing because it does look like it's a lot of fun. And even from your regular bow hunting where you're bow hunting either deer, hog, or turkeys, bow fishing completely different skill set like i've heard people say if you go into bow fishing like you bow hunt you will miss every time yes completely (laughs) completely different like there's no i think it's almost instinctual type shooting because there there's no uh you know no um what's the uh shit like no peep no peep sight um you know, no, um, not scope. I keep wanting to say scope, but not, uh, oh, hell. I'm, like, like no sights? The sight. Thank you. Jesus, yeah. I had a brain fart. Yeah, no, <laughs> no sights, you know, no peep. It's just instinctual, uh, type shooting. So I, I definitely want to try it, but I'm going to, I'm just going to say, and people that listen to my show on a regular basis, I know they're probably going to mouth this with me. There is nothing better, in my opinion, than having an animal, whether it's a deer, hog, or turkey, 10, 15, 13, whatever yards away, watching it, chewing on grass, crunching acorns, crunching corn, you know, seeing his breath on a cold day and then have it turn either quartering away or complete broadside and you pull back that bow and hear the smack of that broadhead and the arrow cutting right through that thing at such a short distance. There is absolutely nothing like it. I know rifle hunters and stuff people make jokes about rifle hunters it's like oh smoked him from 200 yards he never knew i was there all of that crap and, that, and that's fine i don't know hey muzzle loader rifle get it how you get it but i promise you the first time you kill a deer with a bow you will not want to pick up a rifle i'm just telling you i don't know much but i know what i know and for me <laughs> I'm just saying. So just just be careful. No, I know you you want to get out there and 6.5 Creed Moors and you know <laughs> 30 odd sixes and all that stuff and all that's fine. Don't get me wrong. I I got like I said, nothing against that. Your muzzle loaders, you know, you want to get it old school like they used to do back in the in the olden days. You put one little ball in and you gunpowder and stuff it down and and whatnot. Hey, no, no, I got nothing against that. I've seen some monster-ass deer taken with muzzle loaders. But I promise you, you kill a deer, even if it's a doe, you kill a deer with a bow, it will. Remember um, what was uh dude from Martin, uh, Stan, Whenever Stan, <laughs> whenever Stan would tell Martin something, he meant it, and he'd be like, "Change your life." I'm telling you, <laughs> kill it. You kill a deer with a bow, it will change your life. That's all I'm gonna say. That's a, that's, I'm just telling you. So be careful. That, that's that's what I'm ready to see because I've got a bunch of buddies who who are diehard bow hunters. I mean, they're not. They're, they're strictly bow hunters. Rifle season roll around, they're still with their bow. Yeah. And and be mad that you got to put on the orange, too. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, ugh. Like, why we got to put this? <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you can't, but- can't, can't bow hunt with a, with a slug in your ass. That's all, you know. So, <laughs> put that orange yeah, on, but- people. The orange vest, orange hat. 
you know, get out there. If you bow hunting, when the, when the rifle folks out there, make sure you protect yourself. But yeah, man, that uh, I'm like I'm like your buddies. Like I remember, <laughs> I joined the hunt club this year, and I was talking to a fella, and you know, we were just having casual conversation. And I was like, um. I was like, so do you bow hunt? He was like, yeah, during bow seasons. Like, rifle season come, I pick up my rifle. I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I bow hunt year-round. He's like, year-round? It's like, you don't, you don't pick up a rifle? I was like, I don't even know how to shoot a rifle. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how I can shoot a shotgun, but I, I don't know how to shoot a rifle. But I'm surgical with this bow. <laughs> for me. So he was like, man, I don't, I don't see how y'all do that. You limiting yourself. Oh, man, it's just, I just enjoy it, man. I just, I enjoy it, man. It, it's definitely part of the outdoors that I thoroughly enjoy. So. Exactly. Yep. 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 I, um, I'm looking at some sponsorships right now, and a few of these guys, they were looking. I, so I did a photo shoot with one of my sponsors. And they were like, hey, here's a bow. This is for the bow segment. And I'm like, I've never shot a bow before. Like <laughs> from a tree stand or anything like that. And they were like, oh, well, just act like it. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. I can, I, I can just sit there and act like it. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. I, got, I, need to do, I need to do some shoots for um, – for press as well and i'm in my mind i'm like okay when am i gonna do this because like with it being in season like it's a being in season is probably like the most natural most authentic time to do it but i don't want a photographer tripping through my woods you know, taking pictures of me and my favorite stands or my favorite trees and stuff. Cause that, <laughs> you know, the first thing that goes to my mind, that's a whole nother set of scent that dragging into that area. Yep. And, you know, and the camera and all that stuff, which is, you know, whatever. But, man, that's a whole nother body with a whole nother set of thermals and scent that's going into my area, man. Like Exactly. We might have to find we gotta find somewhere else. Maybe we go on public land or something and do a photo <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I brought a I brought uh my buddy who's a photographer. Um his name is uh Dakota Born uh Bornstein and he went out there, he was doing the photo shoot of me and my brother uh duck hunting. Yeah. And so everything was just strictly just live action. Um and we're sitting there shooting, he got some good shots and season ended so this season he, he called me he was like hey I, I i got my duck hunting license i'm i'm ready to go duck hunting and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> nice. yeah, let's, let's do it so i mean i'm i'm more than happy that he got bit by that waterfowl bug and um, i'm more than happy to take him for his first duck hunt now the was he hunting before? Was he like just completely green, or like did he hunt anything before? So he had a military background, so he was real familiar with with guns and everything like that, but never hunting or anything like that. Okay, okay, man, he ain't ready. He don't know it. <laughs> he don't know what he got himself into. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've <laughs> I told some people just the other day that um, so they didn't believe me. We uh, came, we found a spot on public land, and I, my buddy Ken Davis, I looked at him and I was like, "So okay, this spot is three hours away, man. Are we gonna drive back home or what?" And he looked at me, he said, man, we're about to camp out all night. We're going to get a campfire going. We're going to sleep right here. And we're going to be the first ones at the ramp putting in. Oh, and man. I was like, okay, hey, I'm down with that. Yeah, I've I've heard the stories about the uh, hostile, um, to put it politely, hostile <laughs> interactions at the uh, boat ramp on opening day. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> on public waters it is definitely uh, just no protect yourself, y'all, y'all, yes, y'all, y'all make sure y'all y'all protect yourself because I I've heard the stories of like I said it, 
the uh, confrontations and just people just not, you know, extending common courtesy. Like we, you know, y'all all are there for the same thing, to load your boat, get on the water, have a good time, shoot some birds and, you know, get back to the family, you know, safe and everything. But apparently once uh, once that switch kicks on for duck season, <laughs> All of that goes out the window, and it, it can get kind of nasty. So, yeah, like I said, y'all make sure y'all protect yourselves out there. Yes, sir. Exactly. That that same day, we had a group of hunters. So we were, I mean, we put in probably. I mean, we slept about three hours. Okay. Got up, put in, uh, put all the stuff in the boat. Was ready to roll out by four a.m. and uh, we got out there, set up. We were already set up by four thirty. And we had a group of guys come in probably about 25 minutes before shooting time and try to get within 50 yards of it. And we were yeah. like, oh, right, there, there's no way that this is about to happen. Yeah. Uh, that one, and then I heard, you know, the, the guys that come in at, like, first light just blaring with the with the bass boat so they got all the colors and then they got the engine going and they coming in you know 60 miles an hour just right through the decoy <laughs> spreads with yep. that with a bright ass boat which you know if if you don't duck hunt you know any kind of bright colors and stuff basically causes the birds to flare so they come in with the mm-hmm. With the metallic, you know, paint job on the bass boat and stuff. <laughs> I've heard those stories. You know, I've heard you know folks getting drugged out of the, their holes because they weren't supposed to camp out in their hole. Like they basically got on the water, got to their hole, slept in the boat in the water, only to have the game warden come and drag them out of their hole because they weren't supposed to spend the night on the water. So it just yeah, it, <laughs> yep. It's bananas, like <laughs> you got duck hunters, boy. It, folks, it's a whole, it's a whole different breed, man. It's like, it's something different going on there with some of y'all. Oh yeah, we've um, I've had to tell people like uh, they're like, okay, hey, when can we go hunting with you? And I'm like, are you willing to give up sleep? And they're like, like yeah, like I, I mean, I, it, it ain't nothing to get up at four o'clock. I'll just go to bed early. And I'm like, no, like that day before you're up all night scouting, setting up decoys. I mean, you're doing it all yeah. and you're probably not getting in bed till probably around 11, 12 o'clock at night and then rolling right out of bed, three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, any kind of hunting that you really get into, you know, you're going to definitely have to put in the work, but it, it's. It's a different kind of work. And then you talk about, you know, setting decoys out in the water and stuff, especially if you, you know, if you're not in a field or like a flooded, you know, cornfield or something like that. If you're talking about trying to find little holes in the lakes or, you know, little ponds and stuff. So now you add coal, you add water to that element. And, yeah, it, it can make for – a very nasty day. Matter of fact, I got a video. Uh, we were in a blind in Arkansas, uh, and it poured down rain. And I took my GoPro and just like turned it like up so you could get like the full effect. And I mean, we were relatively, and I use the term loosely, relatively dry <laughs> in, in the blind. But I mean, that water was just pouring and pouring. Like it, it was miserable but when it stopped we killed a couple of ducks but until then <laughs> like it, yeah. it, it was straight up misery so yeah so you get water and then you add the, the cold and you know wind and stuff like that and then on a good day if the sun you know it's an even better day when the sun's not out but it makes it colder and just oh yeah oh yeah you you definitely it tests it it, it, it tests your metal it definitely does. Yes, that. sir. I think the only duck hunt I've ever passed up on was a a trip in North Dakota. We were out there oh. and it was the day before it was probably around 20, 25 degrees. And so then that next morning, whenever we got up, the temperatures had dropped to negative 17 with mm. a wind chill of like negative 25. And mm. I'm like, uh, mm. you know, 
I, I I'm a diehard duck hunter, but this is <laughs> this is a whole different animal right here. Mm, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had some single digit goose hunts. The only good thing about those though is for the goose hunts, you're in a pit blind, so you're underground to begin with. And then mm-hmm. you got like the little butane heater going. So it's not that, not that bad until you start killing geese and you got to go out there and go get them. Um, <laughs> sure. And then I've killed, when I was in Wisconsin, I killed two deer. And one was in the single digits. I want to say like seven degrees. And then, oh, the, and then the other one was, I think, 14. 15 somewhere in that neighborhood and my whole thing was living in Wisconsin I just wanted to kill a deer in the snow so I could see the blood trail and I did it twice but <laughs> I, I definitely risked frostbite doing it <laughs> but oh yeah <laughs> with a bow with a bow mind you with a bow so oh wow yeah first first time uh I, I didn't fare so well I, I hit a major artery but I hit the artery in his ass um because I was just <laughs> I was frozen by the time I got ready to, <laughs> to draw back and shoot. The second time around, I was a little bit smarter. I was in a, a shooting house that had windows for bow, uh, for bow. So I was a little, little bit smarter um, from that standpoint. But still, you know, like I said, wrist frostbite on both occasions. But I, I got both of those deer. But yeah, I, I, I feel you though. The cold is a whole nother beast, man. Whole nother. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. St- when you start talking about wind chills dipping, that, that's yeah, that's a whole different ball game. So you duck hunting tomorrow, uh, which is Thursday as we record this. Then you headed to uh, Arkansas for the Arkansas opener, and then after that, what's uh? What's next? Where do you got any other like out of state hunts or you know kind of bucket list type hunts that you're trying to get in this year? Yes, sir. So pretty much um, after this, after Arkansas, we're looking at going to Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, and closing right back out in Texas. Nice. Uh, have you duck hunted in Oklahoma? Uh, gonna be first time. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let, it's gonna be the me, first time. Yeah. Let me let me know. I'm very curious to know how that how that goes. I I duck hunted in Oklahoma last year for the first time. I I had I was at work and I scheduled it to go uh, with a fella. Um, so literally, like I worked that Saturday, drove, got up. You know, you talk about the hours and stuff. Got up. Drove two and a half hours to go meet him uh, to be there at like four. And then luckily it wasn't like we weren't in a boat or anything. We were in layouts off of a pond. Um, So that was kind of cool. We didn't have to worry about that. And that was probably, you know, been to Arkansas, duck hunting in Wisconsin, duck hunting in Georgia. That duck hunt in Oklahoma was probably the most successful shoot that I've ever been on. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, in Oklahoma. So just, I'm curious. I'm going to leave it at that. So when you go to Oklahoma (laughs) and then when you finish, like are you doing public land or you got to hook up on some private land there or what's your your status on Oklahoma? We're gonna be doing both. We're gonna do private and public. Okay, yeah. When you when you finish in Oklahoma, let's let's have a conversation because I'm just curious as a <laughs> as a person who is more hardcore of a waterfowler than I am, and your first time in Oklahoma. I wonder. I'm curious to what your takeaway is going to be. So we we definitely gonna have to have a conversation uh, when you come back from Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully, oh. hopefully this year I can finish out with with a few more bands this year. So, how many bands have you gotten so far? So, right now, been hunting for eighteen years. I have two duck bands and two dove bands. Okay. Okay. Yes, for sir. 18, I mean, shoot, I, 
like I said, I, I just getting started good, you know, about five, six years into this thing. I've, I've not killed uh, any bands. Um, I want to, but the more I throw myself into deer hunting, the more I'm lessening my chances of killing bands, and I understand that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's dope, man. And, and, again, for those who may not know, Bandit Birds is just kind of – it's like a champion. It's like a championship almost. You know, they they ban the birds to kind of keep track of them, and then if you happen to shoot a bandit bird, you turn it in. Um, they have like a website where you could go. You can put in the number of the that's on the band and stuff, and it'll tell you like where the bird was banded at. And it's kind of cool because I know people that have like killed birds in like Georgia that came all the way from like manitoba or something like that you know what i mean like they they yes. come like a long way so that that's really really cool so man that, that's dope that you've already got some bands under your belt yes sir so hey blake i have really enjoyed this man three generations of strong black family hunters that is to be celebrated, man. That that's dope. You got your your season is underway. You got your degrees and everything. You're building your brand. You're making your mark, man. I I am very excited uh, for what you're going to do in this outdoor industry. And it was a pleasure to talk to you, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come through on the Bryantland show. But before you take off, man, before you get out of here, just let the people know where they can find you, uh, YouTube, websites, whatever, man. Let folks know where they can find you. Okay. So uh, my Instagram is Blake underscore Moten. And um, it's pretty much, you, you can see all the pictures and content there. I'm doing a little bit more of branching out to Facebook right now. But we're getting ready to launch a YouTube uh, channel, and I'm going to drop that link on my Instagram, um, and that will probably be taking place after this season. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, sir. Well, Blake, man, y'all keep it up. Give my my best to to Grandpa and Pops, man. There's so much respect for y'all to have, like I said, those three three generations of hunters, man. Good luck. You know, this weekend, good luck in Arkansas. And like I said, man, definitely when you come back from uh, Oklahoma, let's chat, man, because I'm curious to see what your takeaway is going to be, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Blake. You take it easy. Yes, sir. One more time, I want to say thank you to Blake for coming through, showing some love on the Bryantland Show. Man, three generations of hunters is just so awesome. I'm glad we got to talk about that. Amongst the other things that we got to talk about, man, just wishing, you know, the best for Blake. Big things for Blake Moulton coming along here in this outdoor industry. I know he's going to continue to do good things, and I'm just glad that he took the time to come through here on our show. Man, this week, again, Thanksgiving Black Friday, all that other good stuff, man. You know, make sure y'all are safe out there. Sometimes those Black Friday sales can get a little bit crazy. I know, again, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving, sitting down, eating some turkey, eating some dinner, turkey that I'm going to make myself this year. I'll post the pictures of it. going to make that turkey on my Traeger grill. I'm so excited, looking forward to it. Then sit down, watch my favorite team, Pittsburgh Steelers, Handle business against the Ravens, undefeated Steelers, man. I almost kind of want them to get that one loss out of the way before the playoffs and then roll all the way through. But we'll see how that happens. Anyway, as for me, before I get ready to get up on out of here, just want to remind y'all, man, BryantlandCountry.com is our website. Make sure you go to the shop tab on the BryantlandCountry.com website, 20% off. Use the promo code BRYANTLAND, all one word, get 20% off of everything, everything in our store, BRYANTLANDCOUNTRY.com.
com. We also got podcasts. We got videos that we've done. One stop shopping, bryantlandcountry.com, Black Friday sale on our website. Make sure you go check it out. Promo code Bryantland, all one word, will get you 20% off. Want to send a big shout out and a big thank you to our friends at Onyx Hunt. They sponsor our show. We appreciate it. Make sure you go to their website, onyxmaps.com. Get 30% off on premium and elite memberships using their code, THANKS30. Onyx Maps, like I said, proud sponsor of the Bryantland Show. Also, want to send a shout-out to the folks at Traeger Grill. We are a Traeger Grill's ambassador. We are looking forward to to Thanksgiving, getting that turkey on there, getting that turkey done. Make sure you go get your Traeger smoke started. Join the Traeger Nation. Check out Traeger, our friends with the Traeger Grills. Our Setter Boots, another contributor, sponsor to the Bryantland Show. We appreciate you. Got my new Elk Tracker boots that I've been breaking in this week on a few hunts. It's been cold here in Georgia. My feet are toasty. I don't feel any cold because those boots are phenomenal. I got a pair. You should go get a pair. Irish setter boots. We say thank you. Make sure you go and check them out. Man, y'all stay safe out there this weekend. Get some hunts in. Duck hunts, deer hunts, whatever it is. Hogs are still running around. Always can take them out. Always a great time to take out predators on predator hunt. Whatever the case is, man, just get out in the woods and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Come back next week right here for another episode of The Bryant Land Show.